Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of this word that God gave me is, I have called you. I have called you. We had carried uh, Pastor Dennis daddy over to El Dorado for our eye checkup. And we were driving back, and that's what I heard him say. He says, I have called you. He says, I have called you out. I have called you out of deception into truth. I have called you out of poverty into abundance. I have called you out of sickness into health. I've called you out of bondage into freedom. I've called you out of confusion into stability. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a chosen people. It says, I choose you to come out. I have chosen you to come out of darkness. The word darkness actually means obscurity. It means deception. He's chosen to call us out of being deceived. Out of poverty, out of sickness, out of bondage. See, darkness keeps the real you and the real me hidden. It keeps the real me hidden. It keeps what God wants me to be hidden. It says, I have called you out. Because you are a chosen people. You are a peculiar people. Just get, get used to it. He's called us to be a peculiar people. And he's called us into his marvelous light. Marvelous light. Means wonders. He's called us into signs and wonders. <laughs> That's what he's called us into. He's called us into signs and wonders. 
into his marvelous light. You look up the word light in that scripture, it means fire. He's called us into his fire. He's called us to make known his thoughts. That's, part, that's one of the meanings of that word, to make known his thoughts. He's called us to make known the thoughts of God. Hallelujah. See, I have called you out of deception into truth. Let's look at John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8, verse 44. It says, You are of the fa your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in him the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of himself, for he is a liar and the father of it. The devil is the father of lies. He is the father of deception. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. I thought this was interesting. I'd never seen this before. Chapter 2 Timothy 2, 3, 13. It says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being, de and being deceived. People that deceive, they think they're getting over on you. They think they're getting something over on somebody. But that scripture right there says, they're deceiving but they're also being deceived. They're deceived, they're deceiving, but the enemy is deceiving them. All of these people that you see that want to deceive you because they're trying to get something over on you, they're actually being deceived themselves by the devil. And they don't even and they don't know that they're actually being deceived. Look at John sixteen thirteen. John chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. It says, Howbeit when he the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he speaks not of himself, but whatsoever he hears, he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. That's how we come out of deception. We learn to hear the voice of God, and we hear the truth of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Spirit always speaks the truth. The Holy Spirit always speaks the truth. Say that one more time. The Holy Spirit always 
speaks the truth. And he called us a royal priesthood. The reason I'm emphasizing feel like I keep emphasizing that, that the Holy Spirit always speaks the truth because we have counseled people before and we pray before, we pray to counsel. We pray to hear the voice of God. We pray to hear what the Holy Spirit says and okay, this is what you need to do in that situation. They look at you and go do something else. As if they go and try and fix it some other way. They go research it. When the Holy Ghost just spoke the truth. Anything outside of that is deception. Now, I understand some people, you ask them a question, they're going to give you head knowledge. But if you've got somebody that you trust, a leader that you trust, or someone or a friend that you trust, that you know they pray, you know they hear God, and they say, okay, this is what God says in this situation, then that is the truth in that situation. No matter what it looks like, that is the truth. says the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. All truth. Not some truth. Everything he speaks is the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. You know they, have, they do that in the courtroom. And then they, then they turn around and speak lies. But the Holy Spirit when he speaks it is the truth. Hallelujah. Just to ask you a question. When Peter was, when Jesus was walking on the water, and Peter asked him, he says, Lord, bid me come to thee. And Jesus said, Come. Who spoke? Say it again, Elder Sandra. Jesus, the man, didn't speak. The Holy Spirit in Jesus spoke. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. If just the man had said, step on out here, Peter, Peter would have sunk. But the Holy Ghost in Jesus spoke through him because Jesus said he didn't do anything or say anything that the Father doesn't tell him to do. So the Holy Ghost spoke through Jesus. Peter, step out. And Peter stepped out and it was the truth. I'm, I can feel that that's kind of a touchy spot right there. Jesus spoke. I'm not taking away from Jesus, but Jesus spoke only what the Father told him to through the Holy Ghost. He spoke the truth.
Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. It says, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God reveals the deep things to us by his Holy Spirit. God revealed to Peter by his Holy Spirit that he could walk on water. Hallelujah. But God reveals the deep things, the mysteries of God to those who seek him. We want to operate in the mysteries of God. We have homework. We have homework. I thought when I graduated, homework was over. Come find out homework is never over. We have homework. It says he reveals the mysteries of God to those who seek him. Those who seek him. And so no, we can't even think about the deep things of God. My mind can't even think about those things. About the awesome things that he has for us. Did you think, just throw this out there. Moses was leading the children of Israel. to Come up to the Red Sea. He knew he was coming up to it. You know, he, he knew the territory. He knew he was coming up to it. Do you think that he, the, the thought actually came into his mind before he got there? God's going to have me stand up on a rock and stretch out my rod, and the people are going to walk forth, and the sea's going to part. You think that come through? You think that actually thought passed through Moses? Moses probably wondering all the time he's walking, what in the world are we fixing to do? That's what he was thinking. That's what I would be thinking. Okay, God, what are we fixing to do? I know there's a sea up here, and we're fixing to be trapped. What are we fixing to do? He never, the thought didn't cross his mind. Oh, yeah, God's going God's gonna to use me like this. No, that's the deep things of God. To be able to step up on that rock and hear God tell the people to march forward, that's a deep thing. That's hearing a mystery from God. Something that is impossible to do. 
But Moses did. But Moses did his homework. Moses did his homework. He spent time with God. Hallelujah. Second thing, he's called us out of poverty into abundance. I want to show you something. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 16. This is a verse you don't see very, very often. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 16. It says, Then said I, Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. That alone is enough to tell you that God wants you to prosper because he wants his word heard. He wants his word heard. And that tells you that a poor man, people don't listen to him. I don't care how many college degrees he's got. If he's poor, people do not listen. That's just the way we are. That's just human nature. That's how we live. That's what we do. So God does not want us to be poor for one simple reason, so that people will actually listen to us when we talk. They don't see the fruit. But John 10, 10, let's go there. This is the opposite of a poor man. John 10. Verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So God has called us out. God has called us out of poverty into abundance. The third one. He says, I have called you out of sickness into health. I have called you out of sickness into health. There's lots of scriptures on healing, but the one God gave me is in Psalms 103. First, start in verse 1. Psalms 103, verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. All of them. That's a benefit. That's a benefit. God has called us out of sickness into health. 
Hallelujah. Let's go on down to verse 5. It says, Who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. When it says he satisfies my mouth with good things, he's not talking about an Oreo cookie. He's talking about the words that we speak. He's talking about what we let come forth out of our mouth. Hallelujah. That's what he's talking about. And it says, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Y'all know, I'm just going to tell you, the carpet man, the man that laid our carpet, the man is 67 years old. He laid most of it by himself. Up and down on his knees, crawling around, kicking that thing with your knee. You cannot look at him until he's 67 years old. He's a Christian man. His youth has been renewed. But there's a key. He doesn't quit. I never heard him say one negative thing about I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm too old. None of that ever come out of his mouth the whole time we was up here. The only thing I ever heard him say was my back hurts every, sometimes. Other than that, he's, he's, not speaking, he's not speaking death and defeat over himself. That's what that scripture is talking about. The words that come out of our mouth, they're either life or they're death. It says, he satisfies my mouth with good things. It means I speak forth health. I speak forth abundance. I speak forth truth. Hallelujah. I have called you out of bondage into freedom. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 36. It says, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I've, always want, I've looked at that scripture and wondered, why does it say, if the Son sets you free? If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Because there, and I realize there's other ways that we think we can be free. But if Jesus sets you free, you are free. If your willpower sets you free, you're still not free. 
That's why that says that if the Son sets you free. Because you, we've got people that, you know, well, Alcoholics Anonymous is one. They teach, you know, if you just use your willpower and you just, just resist, 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 well, there's still a stronghold there, so you're still not free. If your mind tells you you're free, you're still not free. We can have vain imaginations. We can quote the scripture. That used to be a, a thing that went on years ago, and it still does in some, some circles, I'm sure. If you find a scripture in the Bible that you like, and if you quote it long enough and hard enough, It'll come to pass. They're still bound. Still quoting that scripture, but they're still bound. Because Jesus hasn't entered into the picture. Jesus hasn't spoke that word to them. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. People go to psychiatrists to get free. They get help. They get their demon or root identified. They can do that. Psychologists can do that or psychiatrists. They can do that. They can get to the root of your problem. But they can't get rid of it. So you're still not free. You're not free until Jesus sets you free. So the only one that can set us free is Jesus. He's the one that can break the generational curses. He's the one that can cast the devil out. He's the one that exposes the roots. Just like that little boy in Julie's class. Didn't take just a little bit. Julie saw the root and dealt with it. She didn't reason it out. She yanked it out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I have called you out of confusion into stability. If we're confused... It's not of God. If we are confused, it is not of God. If there's not a peace in our spirit when we're making a decision, it's not of God. I don't care what turmoil is going on. You can still have peace because it says it passes understanding. What it means is it passes all this turmoil that's going in your mind, but you still got a peace in your spirit. If you don't have that, it's not of God. A peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14 
33. I'm going to tell you all a story. Some of you heard it, some of you hadn't. I prayed for a wife. I prayed for one. I told God that I was to the point that I told God that if, that if you don't have one for me, then I'll choose to stay single. Sometimes you got to go there. But he told me that she was the one. There has never been a doubt in my mind since that day that I married the right person. Not one. Not one. Why? Because I heard God speak. And he does not speak confusion. He speaks truth. Have we had issues? Yes, we have. Not a lot. But we have had, had issues. But that does not change the fact that God spoke and said, she's the one. It's that simple. There's no confusion in it. That's why we got to hear his voice. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 33. It says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. God is not the author of confusion. Confusion comes in more than one way. And what I'm seeing, I'm just seeing it right now. It can come in the form of pressure. I'll explain. I've lived it, <laughs> so I can explain it. Years ago, you know, we, we've bought houses and worked on them, redid the floors, the walls, and all this kind of stuff, and kind of enjoyed doing that and thought, well, we would like to flip houses. Y'all know what that is? You take, buy a house, go through and flip it. I thought, well, that would be something that we would, li we would like to do. So we already had that train of thought, and then sitting there watching TV, and here comes this commercial. We got this course to teach you how to buy houses and how to flip them. Teach you how. It wasn't 1995 either. It was, it was over $1,000 worth of material. But the catch is, it's only available for a limited time. And if you don't get it now, you're going to miss out. Had to have it, Miss Sue. Pressure. Pressure was there. We're going to miss out. We want to flip houses. We're going to miss it if we don't get this. How many houses have I flipped? Wow. 
not a single house. Still had to, still bought the literature and had to pay for the literature. Never flipped a single house. But the pressure was there. It's like it, it brings confusion from the truth. That's what pressure does. It brings confusion from the truth because the truth says the peace of God passes all understanding. There was no peace in here. It was, it was just a churn and it was turmoil. It's like we got to do it, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. Before we miss it, we did it. We missed it all at the same time. Hallelujah. You learn some stuff, don't you, Brother Ernie? But I thank God that I've learned that lesson. I can pass that on so that nobody else has to learn that lesson. Just listen. Hallelujah. It says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Let's look at 2 Timothy. Let's look at the end of that. It says, is in all churches of the saints. If there's confusion going on in the church, it's not from God. Just saying. If there's confusion going on, we should do this, we should do that, we should do this, we should do that. It is not from God. God is not confused. Never has been confused, never will be confused. Second Timothy one seven. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I like to read it like this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the Holy Spirit of power, the Holy Spirit of love, and the Holy Spirit of a sound mind. He's given us a stable mind. How many times do we say, I can't remember? Am I hitting home? <laughs> Hallelujah. But God has given us a sound mind. A sound mind. It's a stable mind. It's stable. It's not swayed back and forth. See, during that time where we bought that, where we paid for that house flipping kit, my mind was not stable. My mind was flipping from here to here. I know I can't afford it, but I want it. I can't afford it, but I want it. I went with, I want it. It cost me. Literally cost me. James 1, 8. James chapter 1, verse 8 says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
That word double-minded actually means two-spirited. It means that he is listening to two spirits. He listens to the Holy Ghost one minute, and then he listens to the devil the next. But the thing is, the devil doesn't come out and say, this is the devil talking. He talks in reasoning. He talks in logic. A double-minded man, a man that listens to two spirits, is unstable. Hallelujah. When we're unstable, we listen to every, every wind and doctrine that comes along instead of being rooted and grounded. That makes us unstable. Hallelujah. You know there are two kinds of truth. There's a perceived truth. And there's the truth of God's word. But to us, they're both the truth. What I perceive to be true it's not always the truth. If it contradicts what God said, it's not the truth. I don't care what the evidence says. Hallelujah. So God said, he says, I have called you out of deception into truth. I have called you out of poverty into abundance. I have called you out of sickness into health. I have called you out of bondage into freedom. I have called you out of confusion into stability. The facts are not necessarily the truth, Miss Lynetta. And that's the truth. Hallelujah. If it doesn't line up with what God said, it's not the truth. If you want your minds to be renewed, if you want to go from one to the other, because that's what he's doing, that's part of what the whole service this morning. He makes all things new. He's changed. He wants to change the way we think. And when he changes the way we think, he changes the way we speak. And when we change the way we speak, we change the way we live. So if you want some renewing of your mind, I'm going to pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Just give you praise, Jesus. Psalms 103. I'm not telling you you've got to read this every day. You do what God tells you to do. Psalms 103, I'm going to read it. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, 
who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction and crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Did y'all hear that? He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That one right there. When we repent and he forgives us, the only way he remembers what we've done is if we bring it back up and tell him. You go to telling him what you did, and it's like, I don't remember that. It's because he's done sin it as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembered that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass and as the flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. And the peace thereof shall know it no more. The place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. God's mercy is eternal. Upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. To such as keep his covenant and to those who rem that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye his host, ye member, ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Just read that some throughout this week. Hallelujah. And just let it get in you what he has done for you. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this new beginning. Lord, we just thank you for this day and what you're doing here. And Lord, we just say that if we bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us.
If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.